densest kind of stone there is. Welcome back to another episode of Likes and the Other Stuff. I am your host, Snowgold, and today I will be talking about my favorite manga and anime, Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun, or Girls Monthly Nozaki-kun. For those of you who haven't seen this anime or manga, this is a spoiler warning because I'm probably I'm gonna reveal some facts about the manga and some plot points that some of you might not know yet, or if you're gonna get into the series, you don't wanna know yet. So this is the spoiler warning. Girls Monthly Nozaki-kun revolves around Nozaki Umetaro, who is a manga artist drawing a shoujo manga called Let's Fall in Love. No one really knows that he's the manga artist behind everything, and only a select handful of people know. The whole series starts out with Sakura Chiyo. She goes and asks out Nozaki. She's going to confess her feelings for him, but then when she says it, she says, I'm a big fan, and then he goes, Oh, and then he he signs an autograph card and gives it to her. Pain. <laughs> then she's like, no, wait, I meant I want to be with you. And then she has a crisis saying, okay, wait, maybe I should have just said I like him. What am I doing? Ah. <laughs> and then he says, okay, do you want to come over to my place? And then they end up going over to his place and she fills in the beta, which is the, the inked in parts of the shoujo manga. And then... After she's done, she says, wait, you're a manga artist? <laughs> and then he's like, wait, you filled in beta for like five hours and you didn't know. And then that's when she finds out that he's the manga artist Let's Fall in Love by Yumeno Sakiko. He uses that pen name because he doesn't want to use Nozaki. And so the whole story, and so the whole story is revolved around these antics where it's a slice of life romance comedy and it's super funny. All the antics and characters are so good and I enjoy it a lot. All of the antics are based around he, him trying to figure out what to do for his next chapter or trying to experience how the main character feels towards the guy she likes. And it's just a bunch of fun antics to watch. I'm the kind of person who really likes shenanigans, I guess, so it's it's a lot of fun. Anyways, so the story itself is really fun and I also enjoyed the other series that the manga artist did. I didn't complete it, but I did enjoy it while I was reading it. That's the Oresama teacher and it's about a punk girl who goes to this school and she just wants a normal life. And it's much different than this story that Gekkan Shoujo is because I think that one had more serious kinds of issues whereas Gekkan Shoujo is more comedy and I enjoy that a lot. I like the lighthearted things that I can watch. <laughs> the reason I like Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun so much is because it's about a guy who wanted to make a manga. And first of all, I think that's what hooked me because at the time I was really into making mangas too. And then it just became one of my favorite mangas to read because it was so funny and all the characters were really great. They have such a range of personalities and quirks that make the whole manga come together. It's really fun and I like the dynamics that each character has with each other. And even the characters that don't interact so much have a certain dynamic going which is great and I really enjoy that. And the storyline is really good because while they just have a bunch of shenanigans going on all over the time, it's high school life as a manga artist, there's that overarching storyline of Will, Sakura, and Nozaki get together. Which, you know, it's kind of leaning towards that, but other characters have more development in their relationships other than those two. <laughs> 
I mean, when the series ends, I'm pretty sure they're gonna get together, but at the same time, it's... And as of right now, Nozaki's one of the densest characters ever. Anyways, I'm really enjoying the series, and I really hope that the anime gets another season. There's so much that the creator had made in the mangas that could be put into episodes now, so I'm just waiting for it to be animated. We got the OVAs, but that's not enough to live on because that's only five minutes of like six episodes. Okay, so that makes like one episode. Still. <laughs> I want a whole season of, you know, it could be 12 episodes. I just want to see them animated again. So I wanted to talk about the characters too because they're my favorites and honestly, they're just great. So I think I'll start with Chio since she's the first character that popped up. I call her Sakura or Chio when I'm talking about her because it, it's interchangeable. Like I think Nozaki calls her Chio and other people call her Sakura because Sakura is her last name, but then Chio is like her first name. And she's really funny. She's the relatable character because you want her to win. You want her to, you want her to get with Nozaki even though it's taking forever. And she's also relatable in other ways such as, you know, she's kind of awkward and she's very kind of messy when it comes to her interactions with him in a way. Like she wants to help as much as she can because usually she's pulled into Nozaki's schemes and like whatever he's trying to figure out for the chapter that he's working on. And it's really fun to watch her interactions with all the different characters like Mikoshiba, her relationship with Mikoshiba is really funny. And all the girls in the show, her relationships with them are also really funny. So yeah, I think that Chio is a very good main heroine in the series. And it kills me that she that she doesn't know that Nozaki based the design of the main heroine in the manga after her. Because when they met at school, on the first day of high school, they met each other and they were both late. So then he only remembers the white ribbon that she had in her hair. And he based the design of Mamiko after that. And it kills me that she doesn't know. Anyways, moving on to Nozaki. Nozaki is the densest guy I have ever, oh my god. I know he's not the densest guy in anime, but he's up there. It's crazy how many times I am just there sitting thinking, okay, he could have heard you over the fireworks, maybe. But at the same time, it's so stressful to listen to. It's so stressful to watch all these attempts where Sakura's trying to say her love for him, and then he just dismisses it because he's clueless. <laughs> But other than that, Nozaki's a very fun character because he looks so serious and he's like, you know, he, he kind of looks like those stoic kind of characters. But he's such a goofball that it's like, it's funny. His expressions and everything is super funny too. And then when he just thinks, ah, this is not gonna work. I mean, he really goes through all the struggles of being a story creator. <laughs> I mean, he gets art block or not really art block, but he gets stuck on certain things such as the characters and what he's gonna do the next chapter. And then he actually plays it out how he thinks that the characters would act. So he acts as like his main character, Mamiko, and that's the heroine. So then he wants to experience it, how she might feel. And it's really funny because he, in one episode, he takes, takes the character that he based the prince off of. And he has this horde of girls chasing after him because he stole the character that all the girls were talking to. And they were like, hey, bring him back. And then he's like, Ah, uh, this must be how the main character feels when she's being pursued by guys asking for her confession or something. <laughs> and it's totally not that. But it's super funny to watch. And then let's talk about Mikoshiba. His name is Mikoshiba Mikoto and he's honestly, he's one of the awkwardest characters I have ever seen. <laughs> it's really cute though because he's so awkward 
And it comes off really cute. And he's voiced by Bakugo and Nishinoya's voice actor, Nobuhiko Okamoto. And it's so funny because if you close your eyes, can you imagine Bakugo saying all the stuff that Mikoshiba said? Anyways, Mikoshiba is such a funny character too because he's a closet otaku and he plays all the dating sims because he wanted to know how to talk to girls. So then he ends up saying all these cheesy lines, but it's so funny because he gets embarrassed afterwards. He's He was my favorite and honestly, he, he's so... I feel bad for him at certain points. But it's okay because he always makes up for it and I think he's such a funny character. And also the fact that Nozaki based the main character off of him is just perfection. <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments of Mikoshiba is when he is sitting in this tree because he's trying to act like a punk because him and Nozaki were trying to feel like punks. So then he climbs up into this tree and then he says, nah, I'm not going to class and he's playing it cool. And then he's like, okay, I can't get down from the tree, so I'm going to stay up here. And then the next character I'm going to talk about is Yuzuki Seo. And she also knocks Mikoshiba out of the tree and she calls him a hunk. It's really funny in that chapter. But Yuzuki, she's actually, she's such a funny character. And she has such a gap between her, between her skill set. Like she's such a troublemaker. She thinks that she's very helpful and she's very blunt about everything she says. And I think it's, if she wasn't such a funny character, I don't think I would like her. Like she says the wrong things and it makes everybody mad when she says it. But her interactions with the characters are so funny and it's very enjoyable to watch. And also she's such a good singer that it was so surprising that she had this hidden ability and it shocks even Nozaki. <laughs> Nozaki's interactions with Seo is my favorite because he honestly doesn't like her and he gets so mad that he made a character off of her and then he gets mad when the character has popularity among the readers. <laughs> so yeah, one of my favorite Seo moments is when she doesn't realize how not perfect she is. Like the whole state of her being oblivious to everything and she thinks that she's perfect because she is super oblivious and she doesn't even realize she's oblivious is perfect. <laughs> And then even though Zaki's kind of shocked by how oblivious she is because he's dense, but she's oblivious. So yeah, even though Yuzuki is kind of irritating at certain points, she's a fun character to watch. Then we have Kashima Yu, who is the prince of the school. However, she's a girl. But that's what makes the character so great is because they play on all the tropes that the usually the pretty boy of the school does and they use it with her. And I think it's super funny because it's still super effective and she's really pretty. So <laughs> I think that Kashima is really funny too because she likes the affections of her upperclassmen and she runs away from her duties as the she's in the drama club and she runs away from her duties of doing that because she's she's the main character in most of the plays that they're doing as she's the prince character and the title character that draws the audience in so then it's really funny seeing her do all these actions to get the attention of her upperclassmen because she really admires him and wants to make sure that he knows that but it's in such weird ways such as one time she thought that the upperclassmen wanted to have more roles in the plays and she felt bad because he was short so he can't be in the plays. And then she wanted to be the second to his lead. So then somehow the upperclassman faints or something and she wants to take him to the infirmary. So then she puts him on his back and she carries him all the way. But she has a bull's head on her head thinking it was like a horse head. And then she realizes, wait. This is a bull! Oh my god! And then she she runs rampant in the hallways, which is really funny to watch. And it's like he's on a rodeo. <laughs> so speaking of the upperclassmen, we're gonna talk about Hori Masayuki. To be honest, Hori is my favorite character because he has to deal with so much. 
But it's it's super cute, his interactions with Kashima because they're so suited for each other. <laughs> Also, he does the backgrounds for Nozaki and the chapter he the chapters that are shown that he does the backgrounds. There's this one part where Sakura and this other guy that I'll talk about later, they pop up and they say, Oh, Senpai, we'll help you. We'll help you um draw the backgrounds. Then he's like, it's okay. And they show their and they show their little drawings that they did. And it's like the no one can draw backgrounds. That's one of the points of the story that no one can draw backgrounds, not even Nozaki. So he hires it out to senpai and so it, it, that part was super funny because it was so relatable like yeah i can't draw backgrounds either and then the house is just the square with the triangle roof and like the window with the cross in the middle that's how i draw houses honestly <laughs> hori senpai is really funny because he is he reminds me of iwaizumi from haikyuu and i think that's why i sort of it's that certain character they care about you but they care about you but they say it in other means Hori is such a fun character because he's so supportive of Kashima even though Kashima is such a trouble to him and it's pretty, you know, it's sad because he was, he's such a good actor but he stepped aside because he wants the play to be better and he knows that it's better with Kashima as the lead and she knows that, she knows he's a good actor, that's why she came to the school but Hori Senpai in general, he's such a good, you know, he's a good upperclassman. He keeps everybody in line and he's so, he's responsible. He's the club president. He makes sure all the scripts are done. He makes sure that the characters are okay. And it's just, he's in charge of everything. And he's such a good character that, you know, you can't help but like him. And then let's talk about Waka. His name is actually Wakamatsu Hirotaka, but I'm going to call him Waka because it's shorter and that's what Seo calls him. So I'm pretty sure that they introduced Waka as the love interest for Seo, but at the same time, Waka on his own is like a really funny character because he doesn't understand all of the tropes, I guess. Like he he doesn't understand that he shouldn't base his decisions off a of shoujo manga. I mean, we've all done that at some point, <laughs> regrettably. But yeah, he takes it a bit too far and it's really funny. He uses shoujo manga that's based in the victorian era where slapping like a glove on the floor is a declaration of war and he uses it on seo who by the way is totally oblivious to waka and how angry he is with her and it's really funny because Waka really enjoys Seo singing, but he doesn't know that it's her. So then there's this one chapter where Seo is putting Waka to sleep wherever he goes by singing to him. <laughs> because Waka suffers from, what is it? Waka can't sleep. That's what it is. He, he cannot sleep and only sleeps to the music of Seo who is the Lorelai and he doesn't know that. And then one time he says, I really respect the Lorelai. And then he's saying it right in front of Seo, who is the Lorelai. And she just doesn't make anything of it. She's just like, whatever, okay. And it's, it's just the fact that he's so clueless, I guess, is super funny. And it, it pains Nozaki because he based a character off of him. And that's the love interest to Seo's character. And he feels bad every time they have like a development with the two. Seo is the one who asks him to the movies. He goes to Nozaki and says, Nozaki, I um I got tickets to go with Seo to the movies. And Nozaki's like, tell me all about it. <laughs> because he he needed an idea for the characters that he was 
basing them off of. 10 out of 10, feel bad for Waka. <laughs> but yeah, I feel bad for Waka because he's tormented by Seo, but I think it's because Seo, you know, he she wants a friend and he plays basketball. So she sees him as like her basketball friend. And then later in the manga, it she tries to tell him that she is the Lorelei and he doesn't believe her or he doesn't care or something like that. So then the relationship reverses. And I think that's really cool because she's trying to talk to him while he's not listening to her. And now let's talk about Yukari Miyako. She's the other manga artist that's in the show and she draws all the tanukis in every manga series that she's working in because her editor really likes the tanukis for some reason. So that became her staple tanuki character kind of thing. It's like her namesake now, which I feel bad about. But at the same time, the tanukis are really cute, so it's okay. So yeah, it's her character is really funny because it shows the college side and because she's in contrast to she's in contrast to Nozaki, who's in high school and she's in college so she is she makes manga and for some reason she seems to be making manga like series out of nowhere like every so often she has a new series and then the editor just makes such demanding requests on her that she she feels like she has to apologize to him but she also does what nozaki does and she looks for reference in her real life friends and I think that's really funny and also relatable. So yeah, I while we don't see too much of her because she's not part of the high school group, she's still a fun character to watch and she does get her own little stories with it. And I think she has a thing going with Seo's older brother. Yeah, she has a brother, but this is in the manga only. It doesn't show in the anime at all. And then speaking of editors, there's Ken and Mayano. Mayano is the really bad editor and Ken's the really good editor. Mayano, he only really does it to show off himself. He he does a lot of things for himself and he's really selfish. And honestly, I don't like him. He's like the only character in this whole show that I don't really have a like liking for. Even though he, you know, he's there for laughs. He's just so irritating. Like if I had to work with someone like that, I think I'd be super mad too. Because, because he takes credit for work. And so there's this one segment where Nozaki is telling Mayano because Mayano used to be Nozaki's editor and now he's Miyako's. So then Nozaki, who currently has Mayano as his editor, he says, oh, maybe I'll bring in a new character or something like that. And then so he goes to talk to Mayano on the phone and then Mayano says, oh, maybe you should bring in a new character. And then he's like, oh, okay. So I was going to do that anyway. And then Mayano's like, Oh, when the when the chapter comes out, Mayano's like, Oh, that was my idea, right? Oh, isn't it great? Yeah, I made that idea up. And it's like, yeah, I mean, and then Nozaki's like, a character was bound to show up. So then I got rid of the character out of spite. And Nozaki is so petty when it comes to Mayano. It's super funny. And I enjoy that. But Mayano is such an unlikable character that, I mean, he's not unlikable to the fact where I would rather him not be in the series because you need him for contrast of what a good editor is compared to a bad one who loses your manuscript. And then that brings me to Kensan, who is Nozaki's current editor. And he works with Mayano and he thinks Mayano's a pain because they went to high school together. But Mayano graduated, I guess, college before Kensan. So then he's Kensan's supervisor or something like that, which is really annoying too. But Kensan makes sure that the manuscript gets in time and then he has meetings with Nozaki and he gets frustrated over all the crazy schemes that Nozaki decides to put into his manga, puts into his manga. And you know, it's just the struggles of being the editor and everything, which it's really funny his interactions with Nozaki too, because while Nozaki really hates Mayano, he really admires Ken because Ken 
actually gets his work in and he doesn't have to redo anything when it's with Ken. But then Ken's like, please stop fooling around. You know, he's he's making sure Nozaki doesn't underestimate anything. And then Nozaki just takes it to heart and he's like, he wants me to do well in everything. <laughs> and then Sakura just realizes, okay, Ken doesn't actually like Nozaki. And then last, I think I'm going to talk about Nozaki's brother, Mayu. So this is Nozaki Mayu. And he's the younger brother. He's in middle school and he's in the judo club and he only cares about judo. <laughs> so like there's this whole part where he needs to study in order to be in the judo club. So then he does study and he gets like A's and everything to make sure that he can stay in there. And then he gets popular with all these girls and everything. And then the teammates are like, what? <laughs> but the funniest part was when he was texting, he sucks at texting. And it's such weird cryptic kind of texting that only Nozaki understands because he was with Mayu for so long and he knows how Mayu talks. But Mayu is a very soft-spoken character and I don't actually remember if he talks that much. But then I think he starts drawing judo. He is the captain of the judo club, I think. And then he draws how to do the holds of the judo poses. And he uses girls that he draws like shoujo girls and judo geese and he does the poses like that someone starts a blog for him and then mikoshiba finds the blog and he starts following them and then he starts chatting up the artist that he doesn't know is mayu and then <laughs> he, he's texting and everything and it's like this whole segment where he, mikoshiba and mayu are talking to each other is it's it's a weird interaction, but it's super funny and they become friends this way, I think. I'm not sure if Mikoshiba knows that Mayu's the one drawing it. It might be a whole Lorelai and Wakamatsu kind of thing, but at the same time, Mayu does eventually meet Mikoshiba and they become friends. And it's really funny their interactions with each other because they become like really good friends. And also I think Chiyo met Mayu too and then he exercises with her or something and it's really cute because he's complimenting Chio as they go and she's like fight on but yeah I can't wait for these chapters to be animated that's the goal here <laughs> anyways there's a lot more happening in the series as of right now like the one thing I was waiting for was I was waiting for Hori Senpai to realize his feelings for Kashima because someone pointed out to him oh so if you like the face I mean, doesn't that mean that's your ideal girl? Because Hori always says that Kashima's face is his ideal. He thinks that's like the ideal face. And so Hori Senpai realizes through that comment, okay, wait, I actually might like Kashima. And so it's all these antics to try to get them together. And so he actually does end up saying, yeah, it's because I love you so much. Because, and then Kashima ends up asking, is it because you like me so much? And then he's like, yeah, it's because I love you so much. And it's just, oh my God, he said, I love you. And then it's just, it was so cute. I got so excited over that. <laughs> I was like, finally, character relationships growing for a certain couple, and it's not even the main couple. Nozaki and Sakura I have given up on, and I'm waiting for the end of the series for them to get together. But I'm so happy to see that Hori-senpai and Kashima are getting some development because I love Hori-senpai, and Kashima's also great. Like, honestly, they're meant for each other. But yeah, also the whole Seo and Wakamatsu relationship is cute too because now Seo's trying to win back Waka because she, I think she disappointed him and he doesn't understand why she keeps saying that she's the Lorelai. I think Waka thinks that she's teasing him or something. So 
that whole thing is getting some development too. And then I want to say that Nozaki does like Sakura. He just doesn't realize it yet because he's the densest kind of stone there is. And I mean, Sakura also, she tries really hard to get Nozaki to realize her feelings for him. And it's just those two need to get together already. But I know that their end game is going to be at the end game. Where it's like, it's gonna be where they get together in the last couple chapters and I'm not gonna see them be all couple-y. But then at the same time, they kind of act like a couple at certain points in the series. Like there's this one time they go on a school trip and they get lost together and they spend the whole day together and it's so cute. I love this series because it's so cute. But it's also really funny at like many moments in the series. Also, just yeah, all the relationships in the series is super cute and... The storyline's super funny and it just, you know, it's something that you can read when you want to just relax and have a good laugh because the creator does it so well. She puts in the, she has really good comedic timing, I would say. And then, you know, you also get a good look into how to work with manga, I guess, because they do talk about manga a lot in the series and they say like, oh, so there's like a suspense where you draw a character on this page doing something and then it's revealed in the next panel. It's really funny because that chapter Nozaki's trying to do it but then he unconsciously does it so then Miyako Yukari she's like oh my god wait he's a natural but he can't do it if he's thinking about it so yeah I would recommend this series to anyone it's on Crunchyroll it was on Hulu I'm not sure if it's still on Hulu because I've been watching it on Crunchyroll but if you guys want a good laugh this is such a fun series and honestly it's it deserves a second season because it has so much content that they could animate now and yeah some of the points are not as comedic as the first season but that doesn't matter because they're developing the story anyway so then I just think that it, they deserve a second season and it doesn't matter how long it's been because people will come back and watch it I mean everybody's super excited for the Fruits Basket remake and Hararaku Mao-sama is getting a second season after what, six or seven years? Gekkan Shoujo should be able to get their second season too. And you know, they can stop after the second season. I know that most series don't get more than two seasons. But at the same time, there's so much content that could be animated. So I'm really hoping that they get another season. Well, that's it for the show. I hope you guys liked my ramble on Gekkan Shoujo Nozaki-kun and I really enjoy talking about this series and I recommend it to everybody when they're looking for like a funny anime to watch. So I hope you guys like this episode and feel free to watch the other episodes that I have put out and I hope you guys all have a nice day. Watch some anime and I'll see you next time. Bye bye.